Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi folks, thanks for joining me again today. I was talking about the pursuit of God yesterday, and I want to continue that message. And I was talking about eagles. I'm going to do a little, another little story about the animal, the bird, the eagle, but let's pray. Lord, we want to pursue you. Lord, we want to be about your business. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that you give us the strength to be men and women of God. We would stand fast for you. And Lord, we'd have the strength to be able to overcome anything that comes our way. God, help us to not stop pursuing you. Help us, Lord, to be faithful in the house of God and worship you. And Lord, that we would lead others to you. Lord, we have a world that so desperately needs people to stand up. Lord, may we stand up, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, not too terribly long ago, I was at a friend's house, and they live right on a lake, and there was a beautiful bald eagle soaring really close to us above the lake. And I couldn't believe how majestic and how he just soared. And then pretty soon, like an airplane coming into the landing, he coasted to the lake, and he picked up a large fish and flew slowly away with probably a one to two pound fish in his talons. It was a big fish and he flew away. He had it designed. He knew what he was doing. He planned it out, this eagle, and, and got his food. It was awe-inspiring. People of God, when you pursue God relentlessly and diligently, it is awe-inspiring And when you come into the presence of God, it just isn't another day. It's a holy moment. Many times in our prayer Thursday morning meetings we've had for years and years, we sense the awe-inspiring presence of God with us. Many times in our own private times, we sense the awe-inspiring movement of being with our Creator. A mistake some people make, though, is living on feelings and not on faith. If you don't feel warm and fuzzy, you wonder where God is. He didn't tell us that we would always feel warm and fuzzy, only that we would be, he'd be with us and he'd never forsake us. If you want to feel warm and fuzzy, go home, cuddle up with your lambskin blanket. <laughs> Too many times people judge their walk with God on warm and fuzzy feelings. I've been there many times. I'm sure our other leaders too and, and others that have shared. I know I, we were talking about a youth camp one time and Pastor Max was running youth at the time and talking about... Uh, people coming and and excited by being baptized, you know. D- you know, they told me the story. Did I feel warm and fuzzy? You better believe I did. But you know, we know life isn't perfect. It was. If it was, we'd be in heaven. God provides refuge in troubled times. In fact, listen to David in Psalms. I used a Psalm yesterday too. It's in Psalm ninety-one, fifteen. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Our God never hangs out us out to dry. We hang him out, and he patiently waits for us to get it. Our God patiently waits for us to get it. People, we must get it. We must trust him totally, not partially, not a piece of him, but totally. You may be in the brink of discouragement, But today you must give it to God who created you. There is hope for the hopeless because no one is hopeless. Sometimes people feel that way. We get discouraged when we work and when we get going in life and people turn things around. 
But again, we fall victim to the past, and there is still hope. God is not giving up. God's not going to give up on you. He has hope that you'll put your faith and trust in him, and he will help you through troubled times. We find in Peter these words, Praise be to God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In the fifth chapter of Mark, we see the story of one of the Jewish rulers, Jairus, do something against what the Jews would do. His daughter was very sick, and he was grieved, and he came to Jesus, and he fell at his feet, begging him to heal his daughter, like many of us would do if we had a child that was sick. A surprising move. Here is a prominent Jewish leader believing Jesus Christ could heal his daughter. The scripture said he begged Jesus earnestly. There's that word again, earnestly. He begged Jesus with all his heart. There's that word again, earnestly. Jesus went with him, and along the way ran into the lady who had been bleeding for years, and she touched the hem of his garment, and she was healed because she believed. Some of the officials came and said, it's too late, Jairus' daughter had died. She said to Jairus, do not be alarmed and and struck with fear, keep believing, and of course, he raised her from the dead. People of God, when you're facing trials of every sort, keep believing, keep trusting in God. Mighty things are done with extreme faith, and I pray that our community, that our churches would be churches of extreme faith, and we can watch and be a part of a movement of the power of God that great things happen. It reminds me of a story about a man that was 86. He was a physical mess, and his name was Mr. Smith, which is his real name. He drove himself to the hospital and went to the emergency room, and they told him he was in bad shape. (laughs) Not that he didn't know it, but almost every artery was blocked, and it was a bleak chance of survival. Something unique happened that day. There were two doctors at the table working on him, but his heart stopped working, and they declared him dead. They pulled the sheet over his head and left the room. Suddenly, Mr. Smith is alive and yanks the sheets off his head. He had defied medicine. He had defied the doctor's verdict, and God intervened to give him more years. He met with the doctor later and said, Don't you ever pull that on me again. He said that in humor, of course. Folks, there is always hope. Let's look at life's options. He gives us a choice every day to totally trust him and believe in him or to be a part and to be a part of our daily lives. You know what? Uh, We had an experience in our church, a a woman, uh, she she had an aneurysm, and the doctor told her husband, and I was there too, that there wasn't much hope, and she was in in a coma for days and days and days. And then one day, one day, she woke up, looked under her sheet, saw her feet, and was like, oh, no, I'm here, because she had a heaven experience. She had been with God in heaven and seen her father and and told us all about her experience and angels, and it was an amazing, you believed it when you listened. I know it's just a story, but you believed it. Her life has changed forever. She looked down at her feet and was so disappointed that she came back. They said she had to come back, and, and she did. See, the doctors might say, you know, it's, it's hopeless. And that's kind of what the doctor said in this case. 
But God said something different because many of us were praying in faith. And let me tell you, that story has touched her life. Her family has given their lives to Christ. It's an amazing thing God will use with people of faith. You know, and so people say, well, I don't believe in those things. Well, you know what? They, they're, we hear stories, and they're just stories because, you know, we don't know the divine. But we know one thing. God does miracles. and We've heard of those miracles, and I believe it. I actually I really do believe it. Many people want to coast in their relationship with God. They're comfortable with their part in commitment to him just to be able to seek him when the chips are down. I pray we as people would pursue God with all our hearts, that we pursue him so much that those around us will will see Jesus in our life and see the testimony that we can have. I love hearing stories from friends and leaders, how they lead someone to the Lord and are teaching that person to love others and lead another. Many of you have brought people into, into your church and into the hands of God. You have changed their lives around. You know, there's, I've done funerals of some wonderful people that have changed lives because of, because of who they are. You know, the question is, are you living in the present or are you living in the past? Are you focusing on the things that you didn't do well and all those sins of the past? Remember, Jesus has forgiven all your sins. The Lord has forgiven all your sins. Jesus went to the cross with all those things. Oh, I've had things too that have haunted me over the years, just different things when you was a kid and this and that, and you just, sins that you committed. God has forgiven them. I know it's hard to forget. It's like having a scar. Like I got a scar on my finger when I when I was little and I pl- rolled in the car and I cut my finger wide open and filled the whole towel with blood. I was think about six years old or seven years old, and I have a scar still to this day on that finger. I can see it looking at it right now. I had three stitches back then. You remember those things, but God has forgiven them. They are gone. Stop focusing on them. Stop knocking yourself down. Jesus has forgiven it. Are you just holding on because you believed as a child that you were in pursuit of God? Well, folks, the choice is yours today. Would you join me in saying, Pastor Tom, I am going to pursue my God. I'm going to pursue my relationship with him. I'm going to pursue being faithful, talking to him and praying. I'm going to pursue being faithful in the house of God at a good Bible-teaching church. I'm going to live Jesus, and when I fall, I'm going to reach up and grab his hand so he can pull me up. You know, I'm going to live the best life I can. And I'm going to ask him to direct my life. And you know, there's times along the road you're going to hit some roadblocks. You're going to hit some very heavy decisions or heavy things happen in your life. When we lost our son, it was a very heavy, heavy decision. Decision to pick up the pieces and keep moving or be depressed the rest of our lives. He was five and a half years old, lost in a tragic accident. Horrible. It's a horrible, horrible time for us, but God brought us through it and used it for his glory. And then losing my best friend, Mel, a couple years ago, it was hard on me. It was terribly hard. I spent days and days with him over the last 30-some years, my tremendous, tremendous friend, and walked with me and helped our church. And, and you know, and it was difficult. I still uh, have struggles with that, and it's only been two years. But you know what? God will see us through. Keep pursuing him. Keep trusting him. Allow him to direct your life. And folks, I promise you, he will. 
He will. He loves you and has a plan for you. Lord bless you. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.